Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cross Games Podcast. My name is Jeff, and we are here to talk about video games and things related. I hope everyone is enjoying their 2020 so far. Valentine's Day is behind us uh, by a week or so. Many people are glad to be over that hurdle. Others are looking back on it fondly, uh, me included. Whatever the case, I hope things are well for you. Today I want to kick around a particular topic I've been thinking about, and that is Let's Plays. Um, the, the, how I want to approach it is, is talk about how I consume them, what I look for in a Let's Play, and the many facets that make them interesting parts of gaming to me. Hey, let's get into it. I don't know when I realized that Let's Play videos were something that was done. It certainly wasn't right in the beginning of people posting them. Because when I started to check them out, there was already a lot of content out there. And that particular content had a lot of views, like a lot of views. Um, so this is, you know, this is definitely discovered field at this point. I think initially, with regards to my discovery, it was part of a YouTube channel that had a variety of video game content that I was subscribed to that made a few short series of Let's Plays. And I found that content amusing. You know, there was something friendly about it, especially when it was a game I had played through myself and I would find the music familiar, and some of the early challenges with the game. It was like being at a friend's house and watching them try out one of your favorite games. You knew it was coming. You would root for them you know, through that or be able to laugh at something that you both might have struggled with. At that time, a lot of YouTube personalities that did this sort of thing were leaning towards the rage stuff. So purposely picking these frustrating games and entertaining the audience with never-before-put-together phrases full of colorful language. They might carry on yelling and screaming at the perceived unfair parts of the game and throwing complete tantrums, trying to make uh, things humorous overall. I was able to get some enjoyment out of a couple people uh, who did it in more of a smart way um, that wasn't just cursing all the time, but I think it's really the screaming got old quick for me. I found it was more interesting to me to watch people who were truly enjoying themselves, getting to experience a game with someone who was fully engaged with what they were doing, 
and they were taking you along for that journey. So the first guy I started to watch who did more of the engaged and instructional types of Les Plays was a YouTuber with the name Batman9502. So so I've talked with him on a couple times, you know, a couple of occasions on Facebook, and this was a while back. And we were generally just chatting about his work. Uh, I was I was giving him some kudos. Um, and for someone with 25 or 30,000 subscribers that that he had, he was completely responsive and fully engaged in the conversation we were having, which made his content that much more appealing to me. And that was in the sense that this obviously wasn't an ad or a revenue chaser. And I don't knock the hustle there. Everybody should do what makes them happy. Uh, And if you can, you know, get some, get some money along the way to do that, that's great. Um, But this person was, it was obvious to me that this person was a gamer that was making this content. And this person enjoys the connection with other gamers. He doesn't make this type of content on YouTube anymore, uh, which is sad. But all of his playlists are still out there. And what really impressed me with his content and got me so wrapped up in his style of work was how much he seemed to completely enjoy the process. Through games like Zelda Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Skies of Arcadia Legends, his energy never spiked, it never waned, and in these 15-minute segments, he would guide you through his thought process, what he enjoyed about each scene or music segment, and he would he would read all the dialogue and all of the you know uh, uh, things you might need to to check out, whether that's a you know a, a post on a wall or a, or a book that you know gives you a little bit more information. And he would be giving many teaching moments along the way, helping you understand how to do tough things and um, what he found that worked for him, and really just sharing his passion with you without trying too hard to be humorous and would never avoid things that might sound silly to read. You know, uh, someone that that says something kind of childish or, um, you know, is is kind of a weird thing to, to say aloud, he would just do it. And, and you could tell was, you know, totally real about the process. Really just a down, down to earth um, video fun that you could watch with children if you so desired. Um, it was really just, just um, easy going that way. Another guy who has done this uh, for a long time, who I think has a similar and enjoyable style, is a YouTuber called Das Tactic. And he plays strategy games almost exclusively. And I find having skill at those types of games is, is a really interesting thing. He's someone who you could tell is enjoying himself, 
is knowledgeable, is positive, and knows his stuff. Strategy games, uh, for me, make up a smaller percentage of games in my collection. Again, something like you know RPGs, which I have the most of. But I find all the aspects to strategy games really interesting. There's so many ways to accomplish a goal. There's a thousand things to pay attention to and to consider along your path. And initially, it was that bang-for-your-buck satisfaction I got when getting and playing a game like this, only to spend many hours and not have seen 15% of what the game might throw at me. I love that about it. Watching someone like Das be able to dissect and compete well in these complex games was really great. Um, He would not only take you on the journey of his playthrough, but did several playlists of good ways to start the more complex game series he had played. So in that way, it was making them more accessible, uh, seeming to someone who may have found them intimidating. And he still um, does videos to this day. So he's someone you can check out for sure. You might ask why I haven't mentioned Twitch or streaming, which is really the way people watch this type of material these days. To tell you the truth, I'm only on the periphery of being educated about what's out there on Twitch. So I wouldn't feel great about commenting on it. Uh, I don't consume Twitch streams. Um, I don't seek them out. I can see the appeal for sure. Um, I can see the popularity. I mean, it's huge. And, And I think that I would check something out if it fit into my schedule and I was interested in the person and game that they were taking on. I just haven't had an urge to do that. And there hasn't been that, um, you know, person out there that, that would drive me to go and check it out. Another thing that I find a little out there about my behavior with Let's Plays. And, you know, I'm curious what the percentages are of, of people that do consume them that that do this. The majority of time, I am listening and not watching. So I'll be working on a task for work, you know, something around the house, or maybe on my commute, and I'm taking in this material only by voice and sound effect and the visualization of what's going on in my in my mind's eye. And I suppose it seems a little strange when I think about it to not watch the video component and just rely on the sound when it wasn't intended to be an audio-only piece. But I find it mostly works for me. Yeah, I mean, occasionally I'll I'll miss a, wow, did you see that? Or I've never seen that before. But I don't pay huge attention to what I'm missing. Um, it, it just goes right by me in that, in that way. Also, 
when when I'm doing this and it's a game that I have some familiarity with, let's I mentioned it before, but let's just say Ocarina of Time, you almost don't need that visual part of it. You can still visualize a game like that really well and just enjoy the sound. I mean, for me, that's just just what I find. I looked online and there is a small segment of people out there looking for playthroughs that are focused on audio. And from what I've read, it is though that they can get other things done while they're consuming it, you know, much like I mentioned. Or it there there are some some folks that want to maybe listen quietly to it while going to sleep. It it helps them uh, in in becoming tired and, and falling asleep. It's actually something um, that I tried out for a bit of fun. I don't have any equipment or software that's made for this. So it could seem like some sort of slapped together mess using things not intended for voice work. Honestly, those things that you're supposed to use are entirely attainable. But just looking at the reality of my schedule and it's it's not a point in time to go all out for that. But if you want to hear how some of my tests went to see if it would work at all, hang out after I close here. <laughs> it's amateur hour for sure. So that really wraps up my thoughts for today. Uh, for the games that I'm playing, I've been doing a lot of dabbling and not a lot of completing. And that's mostly okay, because I feel like any play is a small victory in the world of short free time. I also, the other weekend, did something I rarely do and traded in some games. Shocking. I was going to uh, a store with a friend of mine that I knew this particular store had a, had a decent buy, sell, and trade policy. And that they would definitely have a few things on my want list to reapply what I would get in store credit. So I did trade in maybe 15 games or so. Some of them I had beaten. I had a few doubles in there. Um, others I just couldn't see myself touching again. And I came home with uh, four games from the store credit. And just that alone, just that feeling of reducing the overabundance that uh, sometimes, you know, people with larger backlogs, they they just feel like, oh, I, I have this, I have so much, you know, it's hard for me to make the decision on what to play and this and that. Uh, it's It feels like a small win to sometimes reduce that and, and you know, quality over quantity sort of feeling. So um, the, the things that I did grab, I picked up a copy of Gears of War 3. Um, the reason I did that is I really enjoyed the Horde mode on that and wanted a copy uh, kicking around for, for any time I would do co-op play. Um, it's, it's short, short money. A really cheap game to, to own. So picked up a copy of that. Picked up a copy of Folklore for the PS3. 
I don't see a lot of copies of that in the wild. And it it looked like something that would be fun to play. Um, I think it's some the the game is somewhere between an adventure and an RPG. Uh, it's it's somewhere in that category. Um, and I heard it's got a really interesting visual style, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. I grabbed a copy of The Incredible Hulk: Ultimate Destruction on the PS2. Um, with regards to the small quantity of Hulk games out there, I hear that this is the one that's um, people look to for just that that sort of um, you know go all out, smash everything sort of fun that you would want from a game like that. Um, and it came out on GameCube and Xbox, but they had a PS2 copy there, so uh, grabbed that. And then uh, probably the most expensive game of the ones I grabbed was um, the game Jean Dark for the PSP. And, um, you know, I love level five games, you know, um, at least the ones that that flow into the genres that I enjoy. And this one just seems so much up my alley. I, I mean, for the longest time, I've wanted to try it. So uh, strategy game by level five with RPG elements. Absolutely. So excited to have that and can't wait to dive into it. I hope to chat with all of you soon. Uh, catch up with me on Twitter at CrossGamesFeed. I want to thank you for catching this podcast. And again, if you want to hear me testing various things, uh, not meant for gaming playthroughs, even though I do it anyway, um, and have myself some fun, stick around. You know, check it out because um, I might do more of it over time. We'll see how it goes. I'm out of here. Okay. Working on another test here. And we are a few minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes into Skyrim. And, you know, it's a game I know pretty well. And we just went through the first, you know, tutorial cave where you start to learn a few things. I'm with uh, Hadvar, the Imperial. I decided to go with him because he, his uncle is the blacksmith in town. And I do like that, having that relationship like early on in the, in the game. So that's helpful. So uh, we're at the very end of the cave. We just snuck by the bear. And uh, let's uh, keep moving here a little bit. Loading. And we're still loading. Come on now. You can do it. There we go. So I have a choice here. Um, enable survival mode. Um, so this is one of the um, Creation Club mods you can get. Um, so, you know, the, the, the basics around that is it, you don't get to fast travel. It reduces your carry weight, and you can only level up when you sleep. Um, but you, you also need to eat, and you need to stay warm, and you need to drink, and things like that. Um, I'm just going to turn it on for now. Um, 
it adds a kind of an interesting element about needing to carry food and water and things like that. So uh, I'm just going like to play around with it a little bit. But I don't think we should stick around to see if he comes back. So my stamina is starting to dwindle because I only have 150 carry weight versus the normal 300. What's this down from Harry's River? Um, my uncle's the blacksmith there. Yes, I'm we know. I'm sure his... he'd help you out. I'm sure he would. It's probably best if we split up. Good luck. I wouldn't have made it without your help today. You want to split up with me? You want to split up with me? Okay. Let's see how far you make it without me, sir. <laughs> he plays this guy at this game. This guy like takes like five steps and he turns around, make sure you're still following. It's like, uh, well. I thought you wanted to split up. What's your connection here? So. I'm moving really slow. Because I have goofy survival mode on. So it should take me maybe a week <laughs> to get down at this rate. Oh, boy. I'm carrying all the stuff from the cave get myself some early gold and stuff like that. Also, it's nice to be able to, to upgrade all of those things. Just uh, tinker around the blacksmith. Okay. I just had my um, my stomach rumble. I'm not sure if you heard that one. Uh, it says you were hungry, which reduces your total available stamina, which I have none because I'm over-encumbered. Um, Eat food to reduce your hunger. Cooked meals are significantly better. Um, eating raw meat may lead to contracting food poisoning. So I, I have a few things that I could uh, snack on here. So let me uh, eat a little bit of that. I have some green apples. Let me eat a couple of those. And I have some bread. I'll eat that. And it says now I'm feeling satisfied. Okay, now I'm having another issue. Fatigue. You are tired, which reduces your total available magicka, represented by a dark region in the magic bar. Um, sleep in a bed to reduce your fatigue. Um, I think the issue is here is that I'm carrying too much stuff and I'm walking around doing that, so it's it's irritated with me, which is fine. I'm not I'm not going to worry about that too too much. There's not a lot of danger between here Listen, and wherever we could really use someone like you. And if the rebels have themselves a dragon, General Tullius is the only one who can stop them. Uh, are you talking to me, sir? Because I, I thought you said we should split up. Yet, you seem to be hanging around waiting for me. I'm moving rather slow as well. Suit yourself. Be nice if you could carry some of my stuff, though. Crying out loud. Oh, overburdened here. Slowly plodding along. And guys, I have played this on several systems. Never on PC, but um, on PS3 and 360. Um, I had a couple of different versions uh, over time. And playing it on the PS4, just the, the way this looks, it's really, really nice.
and the lighting's sweet. So all the details really pop. Oh, looks like I'm hungrish, hungry again. It says I'm peckish. I have no idea what that means. So I'm going to eat a carrot and another apple. You feel better and are now satisfied. Thank you. Harvest mountain flower. I will take blue mountain flower. Thank you. I believe I can make some health potion with that. See that ruin up there? Lake Falls Barrow. I was a boy. That place always used to give me nightmares. Well, you're a little bit of a mamby-pamby then, aren't you? Doesn't even look scary. I mean, come on. I still don't much like the look of it. Eh, well. We all have our concerns. You can come with me to go in there if you want. I plan on going in there. Good to face your fears. Just saying. This would go a lot faster if you just carried my 15 pieces of iron weapons that I decided to take with me. But if you insist just running along and then turning around, that's fine. Ooh. Looks like it's late afternoon. The sun is reflecting off the water. Very pretty. These are the Guardian Stones. Three of the 13 ancient standing stones that dot Skyrim's landscape. Go ahead. See for yourself. Okay. So we can choose Wizard, Thief, or uh, Warrior here. And... I think given what the build plans to be, let's start with the Mage Stone. Um, so we'll accept that sign. Mage, well, to each his own. It's not for me to judge. No, it is not. So don't judge me. You SOB. It's late afternoon. Boy, is it taking me a long time to get anywhere. Sir, I believe there are some wolves ahead. If you go ahead and take care of those as I plod along here at the speed of a three-legged turtle. Thank you. I'm going to check back in when we uh, reach town. It's going to take forever. 